Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. It is 321 on News Radio 1040 WHO. I'm Brian Gongle. A beautiful Saturday afternoon. Getting warm out there. Mid 80s, 86 degrees in a sunny sky in Des Moines right now. Thanks for being here with us on News Radio 1040 WHO 284 1040. The telephone number is always 989 1040 if you'd like to text uh, by the same token. I'm also posting over at whoradio.com a link to the story where if you want to see this uh, manipulated Rick Astley video just to get yourself a rough idea of just how bad our future future of manipulated videos is going to be. It's over at whoradio.com. I'd encourage you to check it out over there. Now, in the meantime, and uh, I mean, speaking of frightening things, obviously a video like that could potentially be very frightening, but I saw something going on this week about the number of people who are spending their time playing video games. And we talked about this here in the last hour, this question of a large number of American adults who spend a huge amount of time Playing video games. Now, there are actual surveys that are conducted about this. There's a time use survey that is done to find out how much time people spend doing this. Now, just chew on this one for a moment. Talking about men in their 20s, ages 21 to 30 in the United States, how much time do they spend every day gaming? Now, this is a pretty broad definition. It can include people playing board games. Broadly speaking, a lot of this is time spent on video games. Just in your head, I just want you to sit back and and ask yourself, what do you think the average number of minutes per day spent by American men ages 21 to 30 would be gaming? How much? If you came up with any number that was shy of almost three hours, then you underestimated three hours Per day. Now, it's not quite that much. The number from the survey in 2016 said it was 164 minutes. So I guess we're really only at two and a half hours, I suppose, there. Ouch. Two hours and 40 minutes. I mean, that's a ridiculously large amount of time. Now, we all make choices about what to do with our free time. And video games have become pretty amazing. They are really, really good. The same technology that makes it possible for people to manipulate videos and provide a convincing manipulation of something that you've seen also creates, you know, the Madden NFL series. It creates incredible high-resolution graphics that are truly lifelike. But here's the thing. The question is, what is the opportunity cost of spending three hours a day or nearly that playing video games? And what do I mean by that? Because opportunity cost is one of my favorite concepts, and it's one that we really don't have in the popular knowledge base. Opportunity cost is the cost of what you do by giving up something else. In other words, if you aren't doing this, what else would you be doing? And that is then what you are giving up, right? Your sacrifice. And the cost of whatever you do is whatever you give up to get it. All right? So in this case, if you look historically at the United States, we didn't always have these technologies. Nobody did. There was actually a time, though, if you really want to think in the spirit of the 4th of July and the Independence Day holiday, Benjamin Franklin actually wrote in his autobiography about how important he thought reading was for Americans. He actually thought that the popular enthusiasm for reading a lot of books was, in fact, a distinguishing 
feature of America at the time. And I'm, I'm, I'll even take a, a couple of his words here. So the institution, he's referring here to the, the library, soon manifested its utility, was imitated by other towns and in other provinces. The libraries were augmented by donations. Reading became fashionable. And our people, having no public amusements to divert their attention from study, became better acquainted with books. And in a few years were observed by strangers to be better instructed and more intelligent than people of the same rank generally are in other countries. Now, I shared that online this week over on my Twitter account at, uh, at Brian Gongle, B-R-I-A-N-G-O-N-G-O-L. And then somebody who is <laughs> my name doppelganger, because <laughs> his name is Brian Gonagle. We're not related. His, his name is a version of an Irish. Mine is uh, actually a Germanic name. It, it's not the same, but we happen to have names that look a lot alike. Well, Brian Gonagle responded to me and said, but note also that this having no public amusements to divert their attention from study is pretty much the opposite of America today. He's absolutely right. I wish to say to my name, doppelganger, dead right. (laughs) It's totally different. But by the same token, the technologies that make it possible for us to have incredible video games at high resolutions and lots of other things. I mean, the access to entertainment options today is virtually limitless. But it's also possible to strip down the amount of time that you spend on entertainment options that just aren't quite as good. There is no reason, none, for anybody to watch a TV show they don't really like. There is just no point to it. Uh, A movie, anything that isn't up to your standards, there's no point to continuing to watch it because there are so many other better options available. I don't have to waste my time watching a show that I don't like because I think it's the only option out there. If I've got streaming video from Netflix and Amazon and Hulu, I can pick from a million other options that may suit me better. And not only that, they come up with ratings to find better things for me to watch. I can save time by finding something that is more likely to be more entertaining faster. And then I don't waste my time on something that's just kind of second rate that I'm not going to enjoy as much. Same thing goes for video games. Now, there was a time when the only video games that we had were basically Pac-Man and Combat. I mean, it was stuff you played on the Atari, the old 2600. Or then you got computer games, and there was something slightly more sophisticated. But even then, it was, you know, the Oregon Trail or SimCity. They've gotten better, and they keep getting better to the point where it's occupying, for some people in some age groups in this country, almost three hours a day. Now, if those are three hours a day that they would otherwise just be spending in front of the television not doing anything, that's a great trade-off. Fine, do something that's somewhat more active for your brain. And in fact, a lot of these video games that are available turn out to be multiplayer games. You're contacting other people. You're talking over a headset or whatever, engaging with other people in the middle of the game. So it makes it a social activity. That's great. But it could also mean that you're just not occupying your brain when you could have potentially spent 10 of those minutes reading a book. (laughs) Or 10 of those minutes doing something else that was productive. See, that's the opportunity cost. What did you give up in order to have this free time playing the video games? I find that number pretty astonishing, nearly three hours a day. Now, again, if it's time that would have otherwise been spent watching TV or doing something else that was, let's just call it sedentary, you're just kind of sitting there passing the time, well, then I have no problem with people playing three hours a day of video games. But we also have to know that you're giving up something in order to get that. And maybe there are better things, more interesting, more productive, more useful things to go after. And if it's true that we're facing an economy where change is going to happen rapidly and where there are people who are literally, as we know, two million of them 
basically living at home doing nothing in their early adulthood, their early you know 30s, their 20s. If we know there are 2 million of those around the country doing that, and they're only spending their time doing stuff like video games, that's where I get worried, because there is an opportunity cost there. There is a cost to all of us if we've got a bunch of young people with nothing better to do or who are not choosing to find something better to do, just parked around doing nothing. That's spooky. That's unstable. That is potentially destabilizing to a country to have a large population that's got nothing useful to do with its time. Not saying we need a government policy in order to solve that, because that's rarely the answer either. But really and truly, we need to be aware of just how attractive these things are and just how powerful the, the allure is, what it is to, to pull people in. And if it's, if it's doing that and it's keeping them from doing other things that might be more useful, that might be more productive, that might be more adult, dare I say it, that's a danger. And that's a danger we need to be aware of. Again, not something that necessarily requires a government answer. But it's something that requires our attention as a country because it could have a huge, huge impact on the years ahead. Speaking of something that could very well potentially have huge impact on the years ahead, when we come back, let's chat a little bit here about the situation uh, with the G20 and their meeting and Russian propaganda, literally propaganda broadcast coming to the D.C. radio dial. It's coming soon to a theater near you, as they say, well, or at least to to D.C., which, you know, if you were going to pick a market in the United States in order to try to influence, try to get people's attention and to manipulate their ideas, and Washington, D.C. might not be the most inefficient place to start. I could understand why people might be trying to hit it up that way. I'm Brian Gonga. We'll come back right after the news right here on News Radio 1040 WHO. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.